0: Happened to bridge, Spock here. Make yourself. So. Surrender is not an option. Attention, crew of the Enterprise. This is James Kirk. We are all explorers, driven to know what's over the horizon, what's beyond our own shores. We would have helped
1: you get home if you had asked. That's who Starfleet is.
2: Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to a special patron-only episode of The Secrets of Star Trek. And joining me today are Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father Corey. How's it going? Very well, thank you. And Jimmy Aiken. Hi, Jimmy.
0: So I've been thinking about the most pressing issue with lower decks, mm-hmm. which is how does it fit into the canon?
2: Yeah. You know, is it <laughs> is
0: it canonical or not? And I, what I would do if I were the Running the Star Trek ships is. Um, I would play with that. I would. Mm-hmm. I would have reference. Now we obviously have references in lower decks that establish the rest of Trek as canonical from a lower decks perspective, but I would drop hints in other st- in other series that lower decks is canonical without coming without necessarily. Uh, being 100% explicit about it. Um, For example, now, with Discovery, it doesn't really work because Discovery is set before Lower Decks. Or after. Well, after after now, (laughs) true, but really way after. But what I would do is um, in the next season of Picard, I would have either uh, Picard or Riker, who is head of, who is in charge of the Titan. Mm Mm-hmm. And we have a reference to the Titan in this episode Mm -hmm. of Lower Decks. Yeah, I would have uh, I would have like Riker drop a reference to like, oh, those clowns on the
2: Cerritos. (laughs) And
0: and 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 what I what I also would consider doing is taking one of the voice actors and having them portray and because Picard is you know, 20 years in the future, have them portray an older version of the same character. That's maybe played comedically, but not as broadly. Like, and, like take Mariner in particular. Yeah. I'd love to see Mariner, Captain Mariner. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 it could even be funny. You could play. It's like she's got this really boring job now, and or something in Starfleet, and yeah. and just can't deal. How about a future? So,
2: a future short tracks would have would be a great way to yeah. do that. Where they had her live action the the actress live action Mariner in the future interacting with Riker
0: or whatever that would be a good one and her her, her boring drudge job would be the comedy given (laughs) her tendencies (laughs) that would be good that would be good all right so uh,
2: as you all have know we're 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 talking about the Star Trek Lower Decks the animated series and we're doing a special benefit to you our patrons by discussing the episodes before we uh, we're sharing them exclusively with you and then later on we'll. Uh, Let uh, at some later date, let our general audience hear these as well. So we're talking this week, as Jimmy uh, referred to, the latest episode called Terminal Provocations. Uh, And Mm -hmm. so uh, we start the episode with (laughs) Boimler and the others in the lower deck bunks area doing the different sounds, warp engine sounds for different ships. So what they sound like. (laughs)
1: This is, this is great as a car fan, because, you know, you got those people that they're such car geeks that they're like, oh, yeah, the V8, you know, the the Hemi V8 from 1968 sounds like this, and the V6 sounds like that, you know. Yeah, yeah that's motorcycle exactly what they're fans doing. do that. Yeah. So yeah. they're
0: doing these mouth noises like, yeah, the warp engines on this ship go. <laughs> and they all start doing different ships, and it ends up sounding like a chant of some kind, <laughs> yeah. like they're doing some sinister ritual, and the first officer comes by and hears them and and is like slaps his his com badge and it's like security i have a dangerous situation here
1: <laughs> yes yep yeah, he
2: <laughs> she points the phaser get on the ground and then he tackles boimler <laughs> <Yep>. so <laughs> after the teaser because that's just the teaser it doesn't really have anything to do with anything else and it's just uh, filler the uh, the cerritos is uh is in a standoff in a floating junkyard in space with some scavengers um and it's a debris yeah. field of starfleet material including i love one of the robot grain ships from "More Tribbles, More Troubles," yes. which is an episode you'll hear us talk about this soon. The
1: cargo ship was the same type of cargo ship, <laughs> yes. and they did say it was a hundred years before, so that would be about the time of TOS.
2: That's right. So, uh, so while and meanwhile, on the bridge, they're in this tent standoff. In the mess hall, they're having a replicator cantaloupe puree chug off. <laughs> Oh, Led that just by doesn't even sound good. <laughs> uh, Ensign Fletcher, uh, who is uh, apparently a friend of uh, Mariner's from the, uh, the Academy. Um, and boy up, uh Yes, I'm sorry, Boymler's from the Academy. He ends up, uh, like Mariner gets into a tiff with Dr. Tiana over some nachos that gets in her fur because she's a cat person. Uh, he ends up making peace. And uh, Fletcher is like this great guy. He's the party guy. He's the He's that guy that everybody turns to. He helped Boimler. He prevented Nausikens from eating Boimler's heart, <laughs> which is a reference to <laughs>
0: when Picard he, got stabbed by a Nausikin. he He's a natural diplomat and negotiator. Yep. So he was able to compromise with the Nausikens. So they just like spit on Boimler instead of <laughs> eating his heart. Yes. <laughs> uh,
2: then our our second plot is Rutherford and Tendy. They discuss having to go out and get cargo that that they're going to have to go once the, the standoff is over, they're going to get cargo. And Tendy confesses she never finished spacewalking at the Academy, and she's a, afraid of getting found out, and she's afraid of spacewalking. So Rutherford says, I've got this training program on the holodeck that will help you. So that's going to be the, the B plot of this episode, or the C plot, really.
0: Well, you sort of have three. You have the ostensible plot, and then right. you have the A plot, with, with usually with Boimler and Mariner, and the B plot, usually with Tendy and Rutherford. That's right.
2: Uh, So th- we, we cut to Fletcher, Mariner and Boimler doing some meaningless work in the in the corridor Um, and Mariner and Boimler. They want to cut out early from work. I mean, this is really a workplace comedy, really. I mean, this doesn't operate yeah. at all like a military ship, Uh, but they want to cut out early from their shift to go to the choo-choo dance. <laughs> it's, it's like this big deal. <laughs>
0: It's kind of like, you know, the bunny hop where yes. you have yeah. a line of people kind of like a conga line, yeah. and only they're making train sounds. And apparently it's and
1: really like, popular in the 24th like century. The biggest thing ever in the galaxy. Yes. Uh,
2: but Fletcher says, you go ahead. I'll cover for you here. And, uh, you know, your work. Don't worry about it. He's because he, he's the good guy. Fletcher. Okay,
0: Rutherford and he's Tendi go to too, go, too good to be true. Yes. So yeah. the question is, is he just going I was I, I so he's our central plot mover in the A plot is yes. is Fletcher. And I was he's he's established as so good that there's got that that has to be relevant to the plot somehow. Yes. And so the obvious thing is he's going to secretly turn out to be a villain. <laughs> right. And they and they didn't go that way. The no. most interesting way for them to go would be for him to just be good all the way through. Yeah. Um. And they didn't do that either, but they did find a creative solution. They did.
2: So uh, meanwhile, Rutherford and Tandy are at the holodeck, and they, <laughs> Rutherford is has a version of basically Windows Clippy or Microsoft Clippy. Office Clippy, uh, called Badgie that. Works just about as well as clippy did <laughs>
1: yeah hey it, it, can i, I teach you a lesson Put more
2: murderous <laughs> yeah. the uh the voice of clippy is jack mcbrayer the actor jack McBrayer, who is best known as the the innocent hayseed kenneth on 30 rock he was, you oh, know, he's you know he's got that 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 friendly southern you know friendly guy from the, you know and so it makes what happens with badgie even more sinister
1: as the episode goes on well of course badgie comes in with- can I teach you a lesson? Yeah, yeah. And it sounds very positive. Yeah. Like I want to teach you how to do something. So I'm going to teach you a lesson. No. It's another concept <laughs> yeah, teach yeah. you a lesson. I'm going to yeah. teach you a lesson. Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> so after the 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 choo-choo dance, Boy and Larry come back and find Fletcher has been stunned. He's on the ground. Someone stole one of the they were they were working on these computer core thingies and uh they suspect yep. someone on Delta Shift. But they couldn't have done it, and they have an alibi. I love,
0: I love how they all immediately, when they think who could have done this, it's like they all three of them come to the same conclusion at the same moment.
1: Delta shift.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, there's a rivalry and, and, between the shifts. Uh,
1: and but Delta fl- shift is like a mirror image of the other. We don't. I don't think they've ever revealed is this, this like Alpha or
0: Beta shift or yeah. whatever. No. Well, they're they reveal in this that our guys are the Beta shift. Yeah, Beta shift. They're so okay. not even Alpha. And, shift. But it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and so the deltas are like. When we're asleep, they're secretly doing our jobs. It's just creepy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which is like of course they but they're are. like
0: mirror images. But yeah. they're like
1: mirror images, so they look very similar. Yes, that's right. Uh
2: but when when they go to confront them, Fletcher is like way over the top aggressive about confronting them. Like well, this is weird. Uh meanwhile mm-hmm. the aliens, the the scavengers in the the, the, the uh debris field, start launching trash at the Serenos. Basically, their answer is to throw trash at them uh, so they can go away. Uh, But because heavy
0: industrial trash.
2: Yes. Uh, uh, But because the shields are malfunctioning because of what happened with Fletcher, the yeah, the holodeck goes wonky and the safety protocols go down and Rutherford and Tendy can't turn it off. And Badgie goes nuts and starts
0: attacking them. And at this point, you know, so Badgie is shaped like a combat, Star Trek symbol, like a combat, yeah. except he's got cute Mickey Mouse type arms and legs. Yeah. And, um, and, and so he's triangular and yellow. And at this point, if you've ever seen Gravity Falls, Badgie becomes eerily, frighteningly reminiscent of Bill Cipher. Okay.
2: Bill I cipher seen it. is yeah.
0: okay well, yeah. Bill Cipher is the big bad, and he's uh he's a he's a yellow triangle with an eye that has murderous and uh, in some cases arms and legs and murderous intentions
2: okay mm. so <laughs> so the Koidak program was spacewalking, but in order to escape from badgie they and to survive because the safety protocols were off, which is really a bad idea that they, it can even turn them off and never mind that's that's a that's, a well, di- that,
1: that's it's it, what, what was it it's a uh, non-essential energy usage or something like that <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's disabling non-essential energy
0: usage disabling safety protocols right yeah. Yep. <laughs> but not the whole holodeck program <laughs> yeah exactly
2: so they end up switching to a bajoran marketplace on the holodeck program where badgie
0: starts dismembering people uh, oh, uh very very much not a kid show uh and threatening he starts talking to Tindy and Rutherford about all the things he's going to do to them it's like i'm going to wear your skin father
1: and <laughs> yeah. stuff like
0: that <laughs> and it, he just keeps going with the and that's part of the part of the humor is the outrageous links to it he just keeps saying this horrifically murderous stuff to them
2: right and it it does it, it calls rutherford father because he programmed it so it's just like yeah this yep. weird father trying to supplant the i mean the son trying to supplant the father that's what sort of think um Meanwhile, it turns out Fletcher was lying about being uh, knocked out by somebody. He had damaged the core by stupidly trying to connect it to his brain. <laughs> and yeah, now so it's just he be, so he
0: So he could be smarter and yep. would do his job faster. He's, so, he's trying to be uh, original Barkley with, you know, the big brain and the holodeck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I So I thought the computer is smart. Maybe the computer can make me smarter. <laughs> so I yeah. hooked it up to my brain.
2: It it turns out that the computer dumber. Yeah, Fletcher <laughs> is not did not graduate at the top of his class. Apparently, like so, he's he's like Joe average, not a great Starfleet guy. He's probably, in fact, barely competent enough to stay on a ship. And in fact, we'll find out. <laughs> not even that he's not at, at at least
0: after he gets his brain messed with.
2: Yeah. That's true. That's true. I mean, hooking your brain up to the thing is <laughs> the first sign of a bad idea. Uh, but in any case, the now sentient computer core is growing. It's adding things to itself and Boimler and Mariner have to get it off the ship. And there's all kinds of running around through the quarters and fighting with it stuff, but uh, they yeah. have to, they get it out through an airlock where it then goes after the scavenger ship, which the, the captain has trying to been trying to avoid attacking the scavenger ship just in starting
0: a war. Uh, so but the while well, sh- well, Shaxx is constantly like, Captain, can I please target their warp core? <laughs> yes,
1: I've been a good boy. I've been good this month.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So the, so this thing attacks the uh, scavenger ship. Um, then on the holodeck, Rutherford en- ends up having a father son battle with Badgie in the snow and ends up having to kill it, you know, and it's like, father, I love you. I love you, too, Badgie. And then it s- snaps its quote unquote neck. <laughs> which doesn't yeah. really have a neck but twist except
0: it. we don't get the i love you so much from badgie in fact if i remember correctly his last line is i'm going to cut off your feet <laughs>
2: Right, <That's> right. <laughs> still homicidal but cares uh and then uh after the everything happens after the battle uh mariner instead of blaming fletcher credits him with saving the day like he's he's so afraid he's going to get fired quote unquote uh from his job you're in starfleet never mind so he's so afraid of getting fired (laughs) and she but mariner says no no he's the one who saved us from this thing and so he saved the day so he gets a promotion to lieutenant and gets transferred to the titan and boy was like why would you let him get a promotion and this is everything we wanted and then we find out six days later they get a a message from him that he's been
1: fired from the titan you, you can tell that uh, Captain Riker is not going to put up with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And of course, this is this is a year after Riker takes over the Titan, too, so That's right. he's still a fairly new captain. That's and true. And
0: thus, we come full circle with a rationale for having Riker refer to those clowns on the Cerritos. I can't
1: believe they transferred yeah. Fletcher to us. <laughs> that, that'd be funny if there's like, you know, he happens to see a picture of the Cerritos or something like, oh, that ship.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly that would be great that would be a, a great thing to, uh, to see yeah anyway uh so that's uh, pretty much what happened i mean there's a lot of antics and things that go on and any specific stuff that either of you want to bring out that i didn't um, mention uh, by the Bobby,
1: apparently isolinear chips have a shelf life you, know, you can only use them for so long you know it's kind of like you know the big uh Big data stores like Google have or whatever, where they just have they just regularly replace their hard drives. Sure. Well, apparently you got to do that with isolating your chips. You just yes. got to replace them, you know, whether they're broken or
0: not. You just got to replace them. I so. do
2: that with my hard drives.
0: <laughs> I I had a couple of things that I thought were interesting. One of them early on, when they're having the cantaloupe chug off in the mess hall. Yep, is after Doctor Cat Lady gets her face dunked in the nacho cheese she she's ranting on uh, Mariner and telling her, if you want to go goof off, you ought to just be reassigned to Starbase 80. And everybody gasps. It's like even worse than the Cerritos. (laughs) Yeah. So apparently things are really loosey goosey on Starbase 80 and not in a good way. Uh, But I love how it's got this (laughs) reputation. Also, during the during the fight with Badgie, by that point, they've changed the hologram program to be even though they can't end it they can rutherford can change the setting and um he's changed it to like an to like the ice planet hoth or something yeah and so they're fighting in the snow and as as badgie is wailing on rutherford he like stabs him with an ice crystal and there's blood and just as a little touch that goes by for half a second the blood splatter a couple of spots of blood splatter on the camera. Oh, yes. That's and right. since this yeah. is all animated, they had to deliberately do that. And then, they're inst- <laughs> and then they're instantly gone. Right, right. The little fourth wall
2: breaking there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I didn't notice that.
0: It's sort of sort of like the cinema verite camera work you have on Battlestar Galactica, where, you know, yep. you're watching a space battle and something blows up and the camera goes wild as a piece of debris hits it.
2: Right, right. Yep. So uh, overall, I, another good episode, not the best so far, but it was not a bad one. There's some, some good, funny
1: yeah. bits of, in this one. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, been, overall, they've been fun so far. Lower Decks
0: has been a lot of fun. so Yeah. Far. Yeah.
2: Uh, I like Tiana, Dr. Tana's line. Do you know how hard it is to get cheese out of fur in a sonic shower? That
0: was in the- a sonic shower <laughs> is what sells it. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> so. All right. So uh, we should probably wrap it up there then. Uh, the, uh, good episode. And uh, I did hear that we're in the coming up. We're going to see Q show up in Lower Decks. Yes. He was mentioned oh. last episode, but he'll be coming up in
1: in person. In- John DeLancey will be voicing him, yes. Yep.
2: Yeah, so that should be interesting. All right, so we, we do want to take a moment to thank you, our patrons, who make it possible for us to create The Secrets of Star Trek and all the shows at StarQuest. We could not do this without your continued financial support. So that's it from us. What did you think of terminal <laughs> provocations? Let us know by visiting this post on Patreon and leaving some feedback there, or send us an email to trek at sqpn.com. You can always subscribe to The Secrets of Star Trek by visiting sqpn.com slash trek. Until next time, Jimmy Akin, thank you for share- joining me in sharing The Secrets of Star Trek. Thank you, and live long and prosper. And Father Corey, thank you as well. Thank you, Dom. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Star Trek on StarQuest. And remember...
1: The holodeck? God, I didn't think of
2: that sooner! Yeah, you know, it's not just for hanging with Sherlock Holmes and Robin Hood and Sigmund Freud and Cyrano de Bergerac and Einstein and Da Vinci and Stephen Hawking and Socrates...